0: this and let's do it. Welcome to run with Purpose. This is episode number 54. And for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. Um, a a typical thing I hear from doing the show and just running in general is a lot of people downplaying their like goals and dreams and what they're able to accomplish and stuff. And today, uh, this week on the show, we have a guest that kind of works hard to push that belief from people's thoughts. She's super motivating, um, on instagram and on our blog just kind of giving this like yes you can mentality so today we have carrie she's a working mother runner of two with uh dreams and aspirations of qualifying for boston which i'm right there with you one day maybe we'll see um but yeah thanks so much for joining me on the show today
1: Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be a guest and you know, to to be hear all those things you say about me is just kinda crazy. I feel like I just post my life and kinda what's going on. So if I'm able to motivate anyone, that makes me extremely happy.
0: Yeah, it's it's so interesting that like kind of the reaching out of kind of how social media works in general. is like, I just reach out to people and be like, Hey, you want to talk about that? And a lot of times it's that, it's that same response of mm-hmm. why would anyone kind of want to hear my piece of it? But to, to this entire episode's point is you can do a lot of things even if you're not realizing you're doing them, you're kind of pushing of people to, to be their better self and stuff like that. But uh, obviously, like I said, this is what we're going to be talking about today and I'm not going to waste my breath talking. We want to hear from you today. So Carrie, <laughs> just give a little bit of background about yourself and kind of your story and and this whole you can mentality.
1: Okay, um, I guess a little bit about me as a person. Like you mentioned, I am a mom of two. I have an eight year old son and a five year old daughter who definitely keep me on my toes. Um, we live in Southern California, and um, I'm also a middle school counselor. I actually have a lot of experience with high school counseling and preparing students for college and going through that whole application process. Um, but I recently started working at a middle school, which has been a huge change. Um, I haven't worked full time since I've had kids. So I've definitely been adjusting to working full time, taking care of the kids, you know, being their taxi service for their activities. um, And also still, you know, wanting to work on myself and my personal goals. I know that's just a huge part of my life is running fitness, um, mental health, you know, all of those things kind of go together. So I'm definitely trying to find that balance um, at the moment. Um, as far as my running goes, you know, I kind of have a, a funny story. I ran a half marathon in 2011. The Dis- it was one of the Disneyland uh, races. And um, I kind of just signed up on a whim. I just wanted to just do it, to show myself I could do it. I said, I'm, I, I, it, running was never my thing. I, I danced growing up. Um, and I thought, I'm going to try to run a half marathon and see how it goes. I did it. Um, I hated it. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> pretty usually,
0: sure. I that's said I usually that's usually the exact same thing. If there's like, Oh, I did yeah. it. It was miserable.
1: It was miserable. I had horrible IT band issues, mm. um, which I didn't know what that was at the time. But I remember, you know, limping into work the next day and saying, Yeah, I'm never gonna do that again, but I'm I'm proud that I did it. And I think I finished in 216 217 okay. which at the time I'm like I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that was 2011. Um I had my son in 2012, my daughter in 2015. There was no running in between there. I was still in the fitness world. I actually owned a fitness studio for a few years um kind of within that time span. Uh but running was not really a part of my life after that. Um, after having my daughter, I just randomly got this idea in my head. And I might've been looking on Instagram and seeing, you know, people talking about running races. And I thought, I want to do it again and I want to see if I can do it faster um, after having kids. Cause I think a lot of times women, we have kids and we, think that we can't do what we used to be able to do. Um, and I, I wanted to kind of just get that out of my head. I wanted to kind of shatter that idea and show myself and and maybe show others that we can do that times 10. We're, we're kind of super women after going through that, our bodies are amazing and, you know, being pregnant and giving birth and, all of that, we become even stronger. Mm -hmm. So I ran another Disney race and it happened to fall on mother's day. Um, and I did it in, I think two Oh six. Um, and I was, you know, that just, that really pushed me. That was the one race that I did finish. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be addicted. I mean, as you can see now, I'm (laughs) totally addicted to running races. Um, And that's really what hooked me was that, that race. I thought, okay, I did it. I, I was faster and I felt stronger and I wanted to just keep going and do it more. So I set my next goal of running a sub two half. Um, I did that about six or seven months later and I hired a running coach, which I think kind of changed everything for me, um, and ran my first marathon, my first full marathon, um, the end of the following year. Um, again, I ran that? that race. Sorry. Which race was that? That was, um, oh gosh, uh, Ventura marathon. Okay. Yeah. Which was a great race. It was super well put on, um, slightly downhill, uh, a little lonely at parts. It's not a super huge race. Um, but it was a great race. I finished in 426 I think and um, again that was another race that I ran and said I am never running a full marathon again <laughs> <laughs> and I also I remember thinking at the end of that race how do people run this so much faster than I just did I, I couldn't fathom how do people run this in four hours or 330 or those people that are running you know under three hour marathons it was like it was just in my head like this this that's insane I don't know how they do that. And I did vouch to; I would never run a marathon again. I think a few weeks, you know, I think you need a few weeks mm-hmm. to like wrap your head around what went down. Uh, and then I was already looking for, you know, when can I Absolutely. run my next yeah. full marathon? Yeah. Um, but I do think it was kind of that time that that really hooked me. Um, and working with a running coach, I think also I remember talking to my current running coach, Natalie. Um, she's amazing. And I remember when I started working with her, I actually started working with her after that full marathon. Um, and she said, and I told her, I have dreams of qualifying for Boston, but I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it like that. It's almost an hour off of my first marathon time. That seems pretty impossible. And she kind of laughed and said, not at all. Like I I thought me saying that to somebody, they were going to laugh and say, yeah, you probably can't. That's That's insane. But her response to me was like, absolutely. We can do that. It it might be a few years or you might surprise yourself and it could be sooner than, you know, than later. Um, but 100% that's doable. And I, I do remember that conversation being a huge change in the way I thought about my running goals and what I wanted to do. Um, And, and I just kind of shifted that mindset and thought I'm going to go for it. Guess what? If it doesn't happen later in life, at least I know that I tried and put in that effort for it. Um, And we've made some pretty amazing strides in the past few years. Uh, I've been working with her almost about two years. um, And my, my, my goal after that first full marathon which was a four twenty six was to jump down to a sub four, and um, I trained my butt off, and I focused on some shorter distances for a while, and uh, I signed up for a, a smaller race in Palm Springs. It was the USA Women's Marathon. Um, it was the first time they did that race. So mm. it, it had some <laughs> issues. I know, I know those.
0: Your first time <laughs> yeah. race, you're like, Oh, I know what this means.
1: Yeah. It had some issues and I, I won't blame all of what happened that day on, on the race, but there was definitely a, a big lack in um, like aid stations, water support. Um, there was not many people out on the course. It was like a double loop of the same course. Mm-hmm. I should have investigated it myself. I think I kind of just chose the wrong race at the time. Um, I I kind of nailed the first half and then just got hit with major side aches and just I couldn't get rid of them. And the mental struggle I had that race, I think I got a two minute PR. I finished in four twenty-four, which people were like, Yeah, you got a PR. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I yeah. that was not close to my goal. I completely bonked it. Um and I struggled a little bit after that. And I remember someone, This the the love of Instagram. I love the running community on Instagram. Um, I got a message from someone that said, find another race in like another like six to eight weeks and do it again. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That's a lot of, yeah, I've just been training so hard for, you know, the last four months. Um, it took me a, about a week to kind of mull it over. And I went to my coach and she's like, I fully support that. If if you want to do that, I support it. And I did, and I didn't post about it. I didn't really tell many people. I kind of kept it private. I know some people are like, you shouldn't run, you know, marathons back to back, and and I definitely don't think that's something I will do often. Um, but in this case, it worked in my favor, and um, I signed up for Carlsbad Marathon. It was like the end of January, so it was about eight weeks later, and um, it was just it just, it just worked. Like from mile one, I just, I knew that it was going to be my day. I just felt it. And I finished in three fifty six. Nice. Way to go. Which I was stoked about. So it was almost a half hour, um, off my marathon time. And, and while I believed it before, I think when I finished that race was when I said, I'm, I'm going to be Q. I'm going to be Q. So, um, that just kind of solidified it in my mind, and that's where I really got into that "yes, you can" mindset.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because oh, my goal was kind of the, oh. or my uh, journey, if you will, simple. It's kind of similar thing. Is I wanted to run a sub four. My first marathon, I was like, it's going to be sub four. It's going to be amazing. Everything's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even trained. I was a pacer for a local running group, and I was pacing for a three forty five. Which I was like, this is. I got this in a bag. First yeah. marathon, I ran a five hundred five. And I was like, well, that wasn't, that was not ideal. (laughs) Little off. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran the flying pig in Cincinnati, which is supposed to be an amazing one for first timers because of crowd support. But Mm -hmm. like, I think miles five to eight and a half are straight uphill. Like there's no break. It's just uphill. Mm -hmm. And then it's rolling. It's, it's a miserable race for your first time, except for crowd support. The race itself is just like, but it's put on well, but, um, and then, and then like my second one, I think I got barely, I got like 459. I was like, what, what is going on here? Like, this is ridiculous. But then I got it down to 430 and then same mm-hmm. thing. So far I ran a 359, 359 30. And I was just like, oh I could gosh. not have cut this any closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the fun part with that race is my buddy, Mike was running with me and he is, he's a sub threer. So when he was mm-hmm. pacing me for the sub four, he like, he finished the race. He looked fresh as daisies. I had to go to mm-hmm. the medical tent. I was like, this is, this is absolutely miserable, but yeah, having that like, okay, now that I've done it, it kind of, you kind of get over that hump. Cause it took me so long to get to that sub four that I was just mm-hmm. like, is this ever going to happen? Like maybe I'm just not fit to do that. Cause you know, there's certain runners, mm-hmm. the runners that can do sub threes that just built that way. Um, yep. but then you start getting in your head, you're like, okay, well maybe I can now that I've gotten yeah. this taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing you said that was like interesting to me was the kind of the response of your your, your running coach saying like, "Hey, if that's your goal to to mm-hmm. be Q, like we can definitely do that, but understand you almost having that understanding that you you're going to have to try, and more than likely mm-hmm. you're going to fail along the way mm-hmm. with that. How do you how? do you handle that when those, when those thoughts come through your head? Because inevitably they're going to, because it's not, it's not every single race you're going to PR. You like your one, you Mm -hmm. technically was a PR of two minutes, but Mm -hmm. to you, that was a failure. How do you kind of bounce back from that?
1: You know, I'll say it. It did take me, I cried. I, you know, I cried after that race. I remember sitting in the bathroom crying and and it's so silly because I think to others who aren't runners, like, I mean, my husband's very supportive of my running, um, and friends, but if they're not in the running world, you don't quite get that disappointment. Like I had so many amazing comments and, and messages from people that were like, you just ran a marathon. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. You finished a full marathon. You finished faster than your last one. Technically, you know, you should be proud of yourself. And and that's true, and I was, and I tried to remind myself of that numerous times and, and those comments are appreciated. But I think when you are a runner and you've been in that position, you you just get it. You yeah. understand where that person's coming from. And I do have um you know, I call my runner girl gang, my, my group of, of girlfriends, we don't get to run a lot together right now. Um, but we all kind of talk about it and it it was kinda nice to just commiserate and complain because to, again, to others they are like, who cares? You just ran a marathon, right. but with other runners, they're like, yeah, I get it. I, that happened to me. I went through that too. Um, and I think being on, it sounds so silly, but like social media with runners is, is so motivating to me also. I mean, that's where I get so much of my motivation. I I'll go through and look at all these amazing runners that I follow that are now running a sub three that ran a five hour marathon, you know, their first marathon. And to me that, that I need to see that. I love seeing that people have made that huge jump and seeing, okay, another 20 minutes off my time is completely doable. Um, and I've followed so many of those stories of, of women and men who have run a few marathons and and just bombed it. And then the next one that they ran, they freaking knocked it out of the park and, and beat their goal time by 10 minutes. So it's crazy because I think if you are not a runner or you're new to running, you do see these times or these goals that people have and and you're like, wow, that's possible. And that was totally me. Like, wow, people ran a five hour and then they ran a three thirty. Mm-hmm. You can't really comprehend it. But when you start to learn about about running and actually training for these races and and I've learned a lot about. Training for shorter distances in order to help my marathon time, which I always I kind of thought, oh, I'm just going to run half marathons and marathons because I enjoy long distance. But this this year, when there weren't many races with uh, covid, um, I focused on personal time trials and I did a 5K and 10K time trial, uh, probably about six weeks, maybe six to eight weeks training for each one. And while I hated it <laughs> because that short speed work yeah. and those rate like a, that's just terrible. We did a mile time trial too. That was the worst one. I'm, <laughs> I would rather run a marathon than a, a mile time trial. Um, but focusing on those, those shorter distances and that speed was huge. I mean, that just did, that was such a, 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 a booster for me, like a motivation booster. And it also helped with my, my times. So, um, that was what I really focused on, on this year. And I think that was helpful. And I did run, I was, I needed a race. I just, I wanted to run a race so badly. And, uh, I did run the Mount Charleston, uh, the rebel limited edition. Yeah, okay. It was not, it was not cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah, those, those races it,
0: are not cheap.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not. However, I hadn't run a race. I, I ran Carlsbad in January. Um, I did, surf city half pretty much right before everything closed down that was kind of just for fun i had just run carlsbad so it was like i ran it with some friends and just kind of enjoyed it um but i hadn't run race and i'd done all these you know virtual ones and time trials and i was just kind of okay i haven't spent money on racing so i'm gonna throw it all on this race yeah. um and i actually did have a girlfriend who was trying to be cute, so we went out there together and she did BQ. She knocked it out of the park, which nice. was amazing. And, um, I finished in three forty-seven, So I took awesome. another, uh, nine minutes yeah. off my, my marathon time, which was huge. Um, I did have a, a little bit of a quicker goal and, but I was not bummed at the end of that one. I was, I was still very happy with, with my progress. Um, so I'm getting closer. I'm inching away at it and just trying to keep my, my, my focus and my mindset kind of on that, that, and end game uh goal that i have there so
0: and i think it's interesting you said you weren't as bummed for because of that goal but i think it's because your your end goal is now changed it's boston and that Mm -hmm. race wasn't going to be the boston race like if it was if that was going to be i'm going to get into boston on this race and then didn't then even if you ran the same exact time it's just that Mm -hmm. mindset and i think that's probably the biggest thing with all of this is mm-hmm. how our mindset goes into these things of how we are thinking about ourselves or about our goals, about what mm-hmm. we can or cannot accomplish that, that kind of does it. Cause if we reframe our mind, things aren't as bad as they seem. But Mm -hmm. to the same point is they can be worse because we're like, no, I needed to get this. And it's like, yeah, but you just had a five minute PR. You're like, yeah, but that's not the point. Like I had, I had to walk or I had to do whatever the case might be. I've been doing.
1: Yeah. I, I, I had a rough end of that race. If you've ever done any of the rebel races that are downhill, it it was my first one. And people had told me and warned me, um, but you don't know (laughs) until you're in it, um, It's a heavy, strong downhill. And then the last five or so miles, it flattens out, which Mm. after a decline of like, 4, feet. I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty steep. Um, it feels like you're going uphill and there was a hill around mile 24, which looked, if I went back now, it was probably, I mean, I'm surrounded by hills where I live and it's not a big deal. And if, if I went back now, it's probably a tiny little, you know, little jaunt up yeah. a, a few feet, um, at the time looked like Mount Everest. Um, I mean, mile my, my 23 through 26.2 were just my quads were mm. dead, just completely done. My calves were seizing up. So I was stopping to stretch my calves. I ended up having like, like four minutes of, of solid, like not moving time, mm. which that was the time that I was stopping and stretching my calves right. and I walked a ton. So I think, and even though that, you know, you don't, you look back and like, I wish that didn't happen. I'm, I looked back and I thought. Even with that happening, I still PR'd by nine minutes. Like, that's huge. So I know... That showed me that I'm capable of even more. That showed me I, I I can sub 340. Like, I can totally do that. That just wasn't my day. I just was not prepared for that downhill, that just that, the brutality <laughs> on my muscles and my calves. And if I can train more on downhill or even just have more of a flatter course where I'm not getting so beat up like that, uh, that showed me that I could do it. So yeah, like I, I thought maybe... I think up until mile 21, I was on par for like a 338, which was huge. That wasn't even my goal. My goal was maybe close to 340, 343. Mm -hmm. Um, So even seeing that up to mile 21, because it would like send me a message. Oh, you're on pace for right. this. Or people would text me and I'd hear it. I'm like, wow, I'm on pace for 338. I know I'm going to slow down at the end of a marathon. So I knew that probably wouldn't happen. But but seeing that and hearing that and seeing what I, I probably could do if I held on to the pace that I had, that was motivating. So yeah, I didn't get you know a lower 340s but I still got into the 340s you know I was at 356 before so I'm a sub 350 marathoner and I know that I can hold that pace up to mile 21 so I just got to work on those last few miles um so it was definitely more of a positive feedback you know positive like mindset um when I finished that one so yeah
0: and I think that not my day mentality is really the thing that a lot of runners themselves need because it's so many things can happen at a race like you said earlier you just pick the wrong race that one time and this time mm-hmm. it's the downhills could have done it you could it could be perfect training perfect everything and then it decides to rain on race day and what are you going to do like there's yeah. there's literally nothing you can do about it it's like well the race is today i'm going to run this race like we have a mm-hmm. we have a race here locally it's a 50k and they, it's so funny because every year there was something like it was, we had, it's in the middle of May and for three years in a row, it we had a thunderstorms and then beautiful sunshine, no clouds, and then like dime, nickel-sized hail. Just And you're just like, oh, this is great. I'm just like getting yeah. pelted with hail for no reason. <laughs> and then one yeah. year, they, it rained really, really bad. There was flooding throughout, so we had to like do a detour because there's a, a, a creek crossing. You couldn't cross it. It was too deep. But then there was a, a sinkhole on the trail. And I, I remember seeing this like puddle, and I'm like, that – I'm pretty sure there's a hill here. Like I, I remember there being a hill and this is flat now. So I like yeah. went around it and there's a picture of one of my buddies, literally he he's like, I'm just going to trek through it. And like to his neck in water, just like underneath. And this is at like, I don't know, this is mile like 15. And he was like, well, oh, you're gosh. halfway done with the race now that you're completely yeah. soaked, you know, but this idea of, of not the specific thing isn't your day. It's kind of, understanding that and going you know what i'm going to make the best of what i have because mm-hmm. if you make it miserable like the marathon is long enough that you will you don't want to be miserable that whole time
1: <laughs> yeah the marathon's always going to be miserable at the end i feel like oh yeah <laughs> the last few miles are always going to be a struggle but if you're in that mindset from the very beginning it, it that's it's going to be pretty tough so and and i you know i was a little worried because being from southern california i think i mentioned um 88 degrees here today uh, you know, middle of January. Um, I am a a total California girl by heart. I've grown up here since I was six years old. So I'm, I'm used to this weather. Um, and Mount Charleston did start. We started up, up the top of a mountain and there was snow. I remember pulling up. I'm like, um, I haven't seen snow in I don't know how many years (laughs) I was prepared, you know, clothing wise, but I did, I was, I was a little nervous. I, I, I don't run in 30 degree, you know, 20, 30 degree weather it heated up pretty quickly as you moved down. But that was one thing I kind of worried about and it it ended up being fine. But, you know, you got to do that research before, (laughs) before your races. So you know what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So kind of like flip it back. So we, we think about like from the beginning, like when we kind of made that move from the half to the full, I remember after my first half, Mm -hmm. which is crazy enough. It's been, my first half was in 2010. So it's been a decade of me running, Mm -hmm. which just seems bonkers to me, but the idea of finishing that half and going, I don't know how people do this twice and Mm -hmm. also like it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: How do you, like, what would be some things we can say to like listeners that might be listening to this going, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like I want to maybe take that step, but I'm like fearful of Mm -hmm. what happens if I fail at that step or, or what happens there.
1: Yeah. So I, I vividly remember, uh, it was actually it was my third half. That was when I went for my sub two, and I got uh, one fifty eight. And I remember, I remember. So, Surf City uh, half and marathon. When you're doing the half, you're coming back, and then the full marathoners turn back around. You're kind of doing a double back okay. and forth. And I remember watching people turn around to go back and and you know do the second half of their marathon and thinking wow, those people are completely insane. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that right now. And I didn't understand how they were going to do that. You know, I was, I was dying and ready to be done with 13.1. And, um, and then when I, I started talking to people about it and they're like, well, yeah, you're not trained for it. When you're training for a half marathon, you the most you run is 10, 11 miles. You know, if you're just kind of in the beginning of running, mm-hmm. um, I think the most I ran was 10 miles for a half. So there I remember s- someone saying to me, well, yeah, you've never run more than 10. You you aren't trained for that. So, of course, you don't think you can, but you can. <laughs> and I, I watched a bunch of marathoners. I watched people of, you know, 30 years older than me that were, you know, crossing finish lines for the full and just watching their faces and their, the, the feeling that they got when they finished that, that full marathon line. I remember thinking, I, I, I want that. I want to see if I can do that and maybe not so much worry about time just, just to do it. I mean, they, what did they say? 1% of people in the world run a full marathon. Like, I want to be a part of that small community that says I can do it, um, so after talking to a few people and I thought, you know, I never thought I could run a half. I never thought I could run a half under two hours and I just did. So why can't I run a full? Why can't I be a part of that, you know, small group of people that do it? Um, so I did start working with a coach. I wanted to make sure that I, I did it the right way. I, again, was coming off it band injury. I, I, When I got my sub two half, I finished with major IT band pain. So there was something, you know, going on there that I I didn't know about. Um, So I I did get the help of a coach and I started training for a full marathon. And it's not fun when you're training for your first one because you don't really know what you're getting yourself into. Um, I learned to love it. But those early, you know, especially in California training over summer, you have to get up pretty early uh, to get a 20 miler in or you're going to be running in 90 degree weather. Um, I'm not a morning person. So that (laughs) took some adjusting Um, and, and just going through, you do have to stick with a training plan. I mean, that, that is, is my one thing I tell people, if you want to run a half or a full and you haven't before, get a coach or get a a training plan that you're going to stick with and you're going to follow through. I would not recommend running a marathon without, you know, without really properly training you, you most likely will get injured. Um, You could end up, you know, walking or or not finishing it because it's, it's freaking far, (laughs) you know, it's, it's far and you don't know. I trained properly. I did everything I could for my first full marathon. And I remember texting my, my sister-in-law who had run a full before at mile twenty. Two maybe. I definitely hit the wall my first one, and I, I texted twenty two and said, "I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know if I can finish." And I don't remember what she texted me back, but it, you know, it was basically like, "Suck it up and yeah. go. You got it. Um, You've made it this then, far. Course, you're going now." Yeah. And then, and then you cross that first finish line, and that feeling that you get, there's just there's no feeling that you can get like crossing a full marathon finish line, regardless of, of how that marathon went. When you cross that line, it's just, it's kind of something you can't explain. And I have some really good pictures. I think I've posted them on my Instagram before my, my husband and two kids were, were about, I don't know, a few hundred yards from the finish line. And my son came out and grabbed my hand and we crossed the finish line together. I'm, awesome. I'm glad he didn't get in trouble cause he didn't have a bib. <laughs> um, but I have some pretty awesome finish line picks of, you know, crossing that, that marathon line for the the first time and, and him holding my hand. And I don't know if they really get it. You know, usually it's like, did you win? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, then why do you so do much. it if
0: you didn't win? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Why'd you get a medal if you didn't win? Um, I get those questions a lot, but, uh, you know, I'll never forget that feeling. And I think, you know, even crossing that finish line of the marathon that didn't really go my way, it was still a pretty amazing, you know, amazing feeling. And it's, I guess, you know, you're happy you're done, but, uh, there's nothing quite like it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Between like the, I think almost every single race I get this, I get like choked up Mm-hmm. Every before every single race, like you're sitting in the corral and you're just like, and and I've we didn't really talk a lot about it beforehand, but I'm I'm working towards 50 states. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to power through these races. And a lot of times it's you know it's like, hey, last weekend I just did two races and now I'm gonna do another race this weekend kind of thing. So it's mm-hmm. it's a lot like physically to handle, but for whatever reason, every time I'm in that start line where I can just kind of get that like calm of just like, hey, yeah we're going to do this today. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the time's Mm -hmm. going to be. I don't know any of that stuff, but all I know is Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out here and I'm going to have a great time. And then crossing the finish line. Yeah, I'll never forget the first time I crossed, mostly because it was an hour and 40 minutes slower than it should have been. (laughs) Um, And then my wife was waiting in the rain and stuff, but like the picture's like, it's it's like crossing and going, like, I just did this, like Mm -hmm. no matter, and no one's going to take that away from me. And I remember I was so caught up with times early on my first few marathons I did, I was so, so concerned that I wasn't getting fast enough. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, what I'm doing is is the, the the ability that I've been given to do this is something that I can't take real credit for, but it's like, it just feels Mm -hmm. so amazing that I'm able to do these things and experience these things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in races now, like I'll stop and walk with people, like while they're walking and just be like, Hey, mm-hmm. need anything, you know, let's chat, like, yeah. let's talk. And, and then most of the time is you see those between like mile 20 and 24, their first timers. Mm-hmm. Cause they went out way too fast at the start or they mm-hmm. didn't train properly or they weren't prepared for X, Y, and Z. You know, they were only drinking uh, like Red Bull all day or something like that. You're yeah. like, yeah. don't, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> and you, and you start talking to them it's like their first time. I'm like, well, let's, let's just, let's keep this moving. Let's do whatever. It's like, I did a, a race in, um, uh, Newport, Rhode Island. And I, there was a lady that I was feeling real rough cause I had run a marathon the day before in Connecticut. So okay. it was just like, it, I was just like, you know what? I just want to be done. And I didn't realize how hilly Rhode Island was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, this is ridiculous. Like I thought you were flat East coast. You're supposed to be flat. Yeah.
1: Um, you always look at course, uh, yeah. with the, the elevation and the, the, the course I always mm. never, yeah. I will never not do that. Yeah. I, <laughs>
0: I didn't do that for either one of those races, and that <laughs> I, that bit me in the ass afterwards. But but I'm running, I'm running, and I see this lady, and, and we were like playing kind of tag team, and then close to, we were probably. probably around like mile 19 or so. And I just start talking with her and, you know, we go through the things like, yeah, I want to, I want to do Boston. I was like, I'm thinking about doing possibly charity because I want Boston to be my 50 state for mass. But Mm -hmm. just with how many races I'm trying to get in each year, like I really can't focus on a BQ right now. Like it's just Mm -hmm. with my goal for this BQ has to be like secondary. And when we were talking, she's apparently, she was like, she knew someone that was like the president of something for Team BMC for the Boston Medical Center. And she's like, oh, I'll just talk to them and we'll get you a spot on the team for next year, which would have been this year, which then or, yeah. or 2020, which then got canceled, which I was like, this is mm-hmm. great. Of course, the year that I yeah. <clears throat> finally get into a charity. But I was just like, <laughs> it's you. you you.'" meet people and you have these relationships with people just because you're having conversations in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I get out of races now. Like obviously every once in a while I'll have a time goal where it's like, no, like, sorry person. I'm, I'll ask if you're doing okay. And I will hand you yeah, a water or a gel, going. but I'm like, I need to keep moving. Cause I've got a goal. But a lot mm-hmm. of times it's really just like the experience of it all, because I know what it's like to be there. And mm-hmm. I knew I knew how crappy it felt when people just walked on by and didn't even acknowledge that kind
1: of thing. Oh, yeah. The last few miles of a marathon, I actually, I love, I, well, it, it's a struggle, but <laughs> I love the support that other runners give each other. The end of Charleston, I think there was, I think almost everyone was in that boat of like everyone was struggling with the muscle pain and the muscle seizing. And so there was a few of us I would say there's probably four or five that were all kind of in the same area. And we, you know, one would pass and you know, would stop to stretch. So then we'd kind of get caught up and we kind of kept going back and forth. And every once in a while we would just say, come on, you know, I would just hear like, let's go, let's do this. We got this. We're almost there. And, and we were all dying. We were all struggling, but like it, just having that person that I didn't even know next to me nice. and seeing him struggle as well, but we were pushing through it together. I mean, it's just, it was just, it's just amazing. It's, it's, that's what the running community is and, and, and one reason I love it so much. And I remember we all, you know, once we all kind of crossed the finish at different times, not one person just kind of walked off. Everyone was like, man, you really, you helped me. You saved me, like seeing you ahead of me. I kind of just kind of, I just followed you and stuck with you or, you know, it, it was, it was just such a cool feeling of like, yeah, that sucked, but we all just finished and, and it's awesome. And it was just kind of an overwhelming moment of like, just, just all those emotions, like you said, just yeah. crossing that finish line and, and, and every all those feelings kind of come over you like yeah i just did that and and we all motivated and pushed each other it was just it's it's just awesome and that's yeah. kind of what the that's what the running community is and, and even what instagram can obviously be such a it can be a negative place but i i have found the running community to be a huge positive piece in my life because there's days that there's days that i don't want to run i'm tired i'm working i have kids and the last thing I want to do is either get up at 5 a.m. to run or, or do it once I get home from a long day. But like I'll go on Instagram and see people in the same position and they went out and did it and they you know, they have that advice. And I'm like, all right, turn off Instagram. I'm going out there and get my run done. So, you know, it's just it's just a positive community. And, and I I enjoy being a part of that. And if I could motivate one or two people to to get out that day and do something or even if it's not running, if they find something else that they enjoy, but they stick with it, then Great, like that makes me so happy. So
0: yeah, it's interesting because you you bring up like Instagram can have that like negative effect in so many other areas of things, whether it's like people's mm-hmm. looks or, or things that people have, like possessions and that sort of thing. But it is surprising, like with the running stuff, because I find it as well. Obviously, with the podcast and trying to like meet new people. It's how, you know, even though people are are so much faster than me or doing so much more than I feel like I could do, they're still Mm -hmm. just reaching out and being like, hey, great work today, or liking a photo or sending me a DM. And Mm -hmm. you're just like, I didn't even know you knew I existed, much less that like you actually wanted to reach out to me. And it's interesting how everyone's like, no, like you said earlier, we've all been through the same kind of thing. And that's I think that's Mm -hmm. what brings runners together is – very few people have just started running and have been mm-hmm. amazing at it and have gone, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time, those are the elites because they were already built for it, kind of thing. But a lot of people, you know, you started off, you struggled, you figured mm-hmm. some stuff out, you failed a little bit, and you got better. And I think because we all kind of share that, regardless of the level we're at, like the failure still feels the same, whether it's like, oh, I mm-hmm. failed to run a sub three or I, ran, ran, I failed to run a sub five, like both mm-hmm. of those. Are the same failure and we kind of communicate on the same wavelength of going, no, like you went through something. This mm-hmm. was an issue. You, you had this goal, you didn't reach it. And I know exactly what it feels like, but Hey, you can do it. Cause this is what I did. This is how I was able yeah. to overcome it. And here's like kind of my thing. And I've made some great friendships on Instagram because of that.
1: Totally. I, I have runner friends that we plan. I was supposed to run Chicago last year. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, and I, I actually am waiting and deferring to 2022. I want I, if I'm going to do Chicago, I want to make sure I get the full oh, experience yeah. with everyone out there. And Chicago and just, is I amazing.
0: I loved Chicago. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't know if that's going to be possible this year or if it will happen. So I'm going to wait on it, but I have connected with so many people from all over the world. And, you know, sometimes I've met up with them at races, you know, at certain races and got to meet them in person um, but I'm, I'm so invested in so many random people that I don't even know <laughs> if, if I know they have a race. Like I, I'm honestly excited to get on Instagram and see how they did. Like it's at that point where people, I don't know in real life, but I followed their journey of training and I want to see how it happened, you know, what happened. And if, if it didn't go their way, I want to reach out to them and, and support them and, and let them know that like, Hey, it's just one day, it's one race. It doesn't define you you're going to do it again. But it, it, it's funny. I see that with a lot of people and there's probably some runners who don't have any idea who I am, of course, but I still am like dying to see what happened with their race and just super excited. I love seeing other people reach their goals or yeah. achieve their dreams and, and seeing other people. Like I, when I ran Charleston and their girlfriend that I came with, I knew she was going to be cute. She's just, she's, <laughs> she's worked her butt off and, and she's just so motivated. She's amazing. And I knew she was going to, she had her own doubts. Um, But like knowing I knew when she finished and I knew when she freaking knocked it out of the park, like I remember running, like I wanted to cry. Like I was so happy that she met her goal and I knew I was still going to get a pretty good PR. I'm like, yes, we get to celebrate this now. Like I'm so excited. So yeah, of course, my goals and achievements are, are important to me, but I love seeing other people reach their goals. I love seeing other people that ran their first marathon slower than I did. And now they're running, you know, an hour faster than I, like, I, I, I just, I love seeing that improvement. And I think that helps me and I think it helps others. So I like when people post like their comparisons of like their first marathon to their current, one and you see that they took 2 hours off their time. I think it's 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 important for us to show people that it can happen. You have those doubts. Like I said I ran my first full in 4:26 and was like there's no way I can run that faster. And I've taken like 40 minutes off of my time. And when you in the beginning like you don't understand how it's possible. You don't understand how that training can get you there, but it can and you can see it you see it on social media, you can see people talking about it. And I think you just, you just have to believe it. You have to know that you can do it and then it's it's going to happen.
0: I can't think of a better way to end the episode than that. So <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to shut up and that's just how we're going to end the episode. But Perfect. Thank, thanks again for being on the show. I really, really appreciate you coming on.
1: Of course. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm honored to to be here and to be talking like um, people want to listen to me talk. I, I, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> astonishing to me. But you know, like I said, if I could motivate anyone the way that other people have motivated me to to keep going, then that makes me a, a very happy person. So,
0: yeah. so how can how can people connect with you on on Instagram?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Um, It's me, Carrie V. It's K-E-R-R-Y. There's so many ways to spell Carrie. (laughs) Um, It's me, Carrie V on Instagram, or I do have a running blog called Running Isn't Scary and it's spelled scary like my name. So it's (laughs) S-K-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, I started that. That's just kind of fun on the side, but I... I again, like to encourage new runners and I think it can be intimidating, um, to enter the running world on social media, but if anything, I want to show them that it's a welcoming, happy place. And we want to see others get into running. We want to see others be successful in running. Um, and that's kind of why I started it. I kind of share my story. I share, you know, running items that I love and products, um, And I share my experiences with with running. So hop on there and read it if you want. If you ever have any ideas or questions about running, um, I'm happy to talk about it on there, too.
0: Yeah. So definitely follow her on Instagram because we talked about the motivation thing. She is super motivating it'll definitely, you'll see her post and she's like, Hey, it's 88 degrees outside and I just ran eight miles. So what do you do? still sitting in your house? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so definitely, definitely follow her. We'll have all of her information in the show notes. You'll be able to check those out. Um, but for everyone else, um, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Again, subscribe, leave a review for the podcast the uh, written reviews help with the algorithm and all of the sciencey stuff so people can find these shows uh and if you you know won't share interviews like this amazing interviews people need to hear this stuff so share it um you can also visit my website at www.flores.run i promise i will get my utah blog finished um it's only three months past the race date that's fine it's it's no big deal that race recapture three months late but i ran utah you guys know that's fine um uh what else uh hangry launch we talked about that uh, as well we you can buy merchandise find all the stuff we're doing it's going to be super helpful we, we partnered with qualified apparel so not only are you supporting hangry you're also supporting those living with hunger throughout the country but thanks so much for joining me today remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time we'll see you next week